Fuck. Ready to go. And let's see. What do we got? Double Eleven begins. 8 p.m. kickoff. Sales begin. MacBook is fine. Seem MacBook is back. Seems fine, but we'll have to run a few more tests. Chinese Convo Meetup and Delta Catch-Up. Oof. Lots of reading or just take a look at the old exams. And Curse and Pullout. Great. But what happens if and when Ukraine rebuilds? Folks, it is Thursday, November 10th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well. And uh, this here is my audio digest, my audio blog. I published this Monday to Friday, posted on my website and on uh, different streaming services, Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, yik yak about some of the things that are going on here in Beijing and China and some of the other things that uh, occupy me uh, while I'm not working, usually. And one of the big occupations right now is... Double Eleven. So, uh, for those of you who are f not familiar with uh, this massive, I guess they call it a shopping festival, which I've never heard this before uh, until I came to China, where China has, like, in, in the West, in Canada, you'd have Christmas, right, or Black Friday, although two years ago that was a testy, uh, test of word, now you can say it again before you couldn't, Black Friday deals are back, and that usually happens after uh, Thanksgiving in the United States, so uh, it's the 26th of November, and then there was Cyber Monday, which is the you know the Monday after Black Friday, and you have even more deals, and then that, that gets into the shopping, uh, so yeah, Christmas uh, shopping season. Then what else happens after that? Is there another sort of shopping season in the West? Maybe back to school would be the only other thing that I can uh, think of that would be a massive sort of like you you know you can buy two for one or something like that. Um, but here in China, there are two major shopping festivals, both very much artificial. Um, I guess if you counted Valentine's Day in the West, that, but that's not really a shopping festival like a generic shopping festival like um, uh, sort of Thanksgiving is like a Black Friday or Cyber Monday or even Christmas is. Uh, but I'm not saying Christmas generic, but Valentine's Day is more about, you know, couples and jewelry, <laughs> sort of thing, jewelry and chocolate and exp expensive meals. So here in China, Double Eleven uh, is the shopping festival or the big shopping sales event, I guess is that that's what we'd call them in the West, a sales event uh, put on by Alipay uh, or Alipay's Taobao arm. Now, Taobao is the uh, Chinese version of eBay, basically. It, in some ways, it is some. It's kind of. I guess it's more like Amazon now that they. It's not just secondhand stuff or uh, uh, private vendors. It's all vendors are on Taobao, but all vendors are on Taobao and they're on Jingdong. And so Jingdong is owned by Tencent. Taobao is owned by Alipay. And so what's happened is that uh, this event, the sales event, Double Eleven, as it's called, because it. Is supposed to happen on on the eleventh month uh, or the eleventh day of the eleventh month, uh, and uh, it's been going on for since two thousand fourteen, two thousand thirteen, I think, somewhere around there. Well, along the way, uh, Jingdong, the um, the uh, rival company, uh, set up its own shopping festival sales event in the summer, uh, Liu Iba. So it's six one eight, June eighteenth is the. Uh, Jingdong's big sales day, which Taobao matches. So now we have these two big sales events, uh, one in the in the winter, uh, Double Eleven, Shuangshi, put on by Taobao, and then one in the summer, 
uh, by Jing Dong, which is on June 18th. But this, after double eleven, after November, they have, if it's not Christmas, Christmas isn't too huge here in terms of shopping, okay. But then there's Spring Festival, which is only two months away. So this is sort of where you, you don't see this much shopping, these many sales events in the West like that, where there would be sort of clearance, uh, sort of broad-based price reductions on everything. Um, here, there are these three major festivals, basically three major uh, shopping festivals, basically. So it's uh, you, you got June 18th, November 11th, and then Spring Festival, which falls in January or February. Uh, question, who has the money to buy anything? I know I've been talking about buying stuff and I've already bought one hard drive and I'm looking at it going, hmm, given that my computer required repairs today, which was a substantial chunk of change as well, uh, and I, I did not get the logic board repa repaired because that was going to be an extra cost, and I'll explain that in a bit of what I was talking to the, uh, the Apple store people about. Uh, so I took the old computer back, but uh, in terms of my own purchases i'm sitting here going you know with the finger ready to buy something i'm going but wait a minute is there another way to do this is there another way that i haven't thought about that i haven't tried yet is there another way that i can sort of work around can i defer the cost can i push it off for just a little bit more now there's a difference between pushing off a cost that's going to have to be incurred at some point such as a computer and pushing off or not spending the money on something that do you actually need? And so the couple of things, I've, I've been talking about getting some microphones, um, some updated storage options, uh, basically all electronics. And I'm looking at this going, you know, how much do you need to spend on this stuff? Why do you need to buy this stuff? Um, and how much of it can you live without? Do you need, like, do you need the best? Could you do middle or could you just go low end? I've tried low end for years. And low end usually ends up not lasting as long. It just doesn't. Middle range, you can make work, but then you start hitting into these, these issues of um, compatibility. Compatibility. So you, you, then you always have to check whether or not your system works with whatever modification that you want to be, um, bring in, such as a new software, a new hardware component or something like that, uh, or whether or not it's going to take you know 20 minutes to render or if it's going to take two hours or 20 hours to render like so there are sort of considerations if you're working in graphics and stuff like that now most people aren't going to have this problem i understand the problem with going high-end <laughs> is the cost and if you're not bringing in high-end money or even middle of the, the road money high-end is just very expensive lots of money out of your pocket sure you get work uh, you get things done but what's the return on investment so and i wonder if people are sort of debating the same thing with uh, uh, these shopping festivals, because there's one thing that I've noticed here in China, um, and I, I noticed this years ago too, that th there might be a shopping festival, two shopping festivals, three shopping festivals, but there always seems to be a shopping festival at some point. Sure, there's three major ones that are promoted, but there always seems to be sales going on. You can always find a cheaper version of something. Now, the stuff that I'm looking at brand name specific, I wouldn't want to be deferring this to a cheaper uh, component, uh, to a cheaper sort of uh, company. I, I'd want a certain type of quality. That's what I'm looking for. Other stuff, such as like, like even clothes, 
or you know things for around the home, even food to an extent. I mean, what type do you need? You don't how sure you could you could bulk buy water a month's supply of water, but where are you going to put it? <laughs> right? You could buy thirty kilos of rice. Where are you going to put it? You know. So there's things like this where I go. Hmm. There are some things where it kind of pays not to have it in your home. And I know like when we were growing up and my, my mom was doing the shopping mostly, she would bring back grocery bags, loads of this stuff back to the home, you know, and it would go into the pantry and the pantries were always stocked. So thank you, mom and dad for that. Absolutely. Uh, but they had a house and they had a pantry to put this stuff in. I'm sitting here in a, a studio apartment going, there's no storage, like even storage. I'm buying what you would probably call useless stuff. My parents would probably look at it and go, hmm, what are you going to do with that sort of stuff? But I can use that more than I can use 30 days of water. <laughs> like, actually, to tell you the truth, 30 days of water, if I'm going through four or five liters a day, um, I mean, that's only, what, 30 bottles? That's six cases, seven cases. I could actually stack that in my uh, apartment. I, I, I'm making fun of it, but to tell you the truth, I could make room for that, especially since I know I'd be using it over time. But again, do you, at an average cost of, I mean, the boxes cost 44 kwai, $8, $9 Canadian uh, anyway. So I, I, it's, you know, and it's a, it's a walk across the compound to get more. So I pick on water, but there's other things like other foodstuffs. I have limited uh, capacity, right? Is there another lockdown coming in? <laughs> Good question, but you're not buying fresh vegetables at that, right? So all this kind of, I mean, this has had, had me wonder going, who's buying stuff? Who's ready to buy stuff? Who wants to buy stuff during this so-called shopping festival? I mean, are you guys doing it? Is anyone, I, I, no one I know is talking about this. No one I know is comparing anything. So uh, all I know is that, I mean, I have been looking at some things kind of going, hmm, maybe, possibly, if, you know, the finances were to align properly, I could make it work. Uh, but I also see that the black sale fr- uh, uh, sales, Black Friday sales are beginning already. I'm going, well, you know, do, do I need anything in North America? And by that, I mean, like, usually it's going to be software or something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, lots of ways to spend your money. How many do you have to make it, though, right? And that's a very good question. Whenever you're going to spend something, not only do you need this, how can you work around it? But if you're going to spend the money, how are you going to make it back? Now, as I was telling my teacher, and this is one of the arguments for actually getting some of this stuff, if I'm kept productive in this way, making podcasts and videos, it does make me stop doing other things such as, I don't know, going to the bar and having several pints, right? So that has sort of been taken out of the equation because I do kind of feel a bit of an obligation to record this daily audio podcast. I mean, sure, only a handful of people listen to it, but it's not meant meant for widespread distribution. It keeps me busy and in five years, I'd rather have this done than, you know, had another two or three beers at the bar. But hey, I've gone on about that before. Uh, MacBook is back. So I was talking to the guy at the uh, the Mac store. I went to pay for this thing. It cost me 1500 B to replace the battery. Uh, and I looked, I'm looking at this computer. I'm going, this thing is brand new. What, what did you guys do to this thing? And they said that they replaced the battery and the keyboard. And I'm looking at it going, you didn't replace the the keyboard, you replace the whole bottom portion of the computer. Well, that's because the whole thing is soldered on together, right? So there used to be a nick in the 
the top right corner of this thing and it's gone i'm going okay good thank you because that increases the resale value of this computer which it's currently valued at uh 2800 RMB. i asked him like so if i just turn this thing in today and got a new one how much could i get he's like 2800 <laughs> hmm <laughs> wow that's a massive depreciation of um uh value on this thing over five years i'll tell you uh but uh so i'm at, uh, so again i'm like how long like realistically how long can i expect to, to use this thing he's like good question don't know uh but you should be able to get another year or two years out of it anyways if it's 2017 uh you should be able to get another couple years at least so what could i replace it with i mean not looking very new but if i went refurbished or you know used or something like that he's always pointing around at some things i'm asking some questions um and he wasn't pushy about it which was very good um i of course kept on pointing out the most expensive things and he said yes that would be better because it would be better if you spent the money right and i've been talking about this mac studio and maybe just getting a, a, a new laptop like sort of an in-between laptop but then i got thinking like well, wait a minute again what costs can you defer what costs do you need to incur and how can you make do with what you've got already so i'm looking at this going well but if i just increase if i upgraded the laptop to however much i could get uh but didn't get the top but didn't get the bottom went sort of upper mid-range that way i could defer any other major purchase have this one as a backup and then still be able to work within the same sort of uh, workflow that i have this production workflow that i have going on right now without any sort of major changes and i think that would almost make sense and it would allow me to upgrade a lot of the stuff that i need to like all the software it's all saying updates <laughs> updates can't update on this system gotta upgrade the os first okay so there is sort of that where apple forces you to um upgrade your stuff from time to time and now with the uh, recent release of the mac os 16 ventura uh it's uh time to it, there's slow this machine that i have now they're going to deprecate very soon um not the system itself but after this uh like after this year my macbook will no longer upgrade to the latest os now a lot of people don't like that uh but i'll tell you watching some of the reviews of the newer types of apps that you can get the programs i'm kind of going um I think there's a reason why apple sort of forces you to do that because if they have this constant innovation going on they can make a lot cooler stuff not gonna lie and some of the stuff that you can do with final cut logic pro uh, i'm like not that i would use it all right away but it would sure be better to have in some cases rather than not uh so yeah anyway more tech mumbo jumbo uh, Chinese Convo Meetup. I don't know if it's a class so much. because uh, I mean, I, I do spend a lot of time talking about what's going on. Uh, and then also Delta Catch-Up. So I do uh, I did spend some time uh, on both. I did have a Chinese class today with uh, this uh, lady in Shanghai. Uh, a good 30-minute conversation. We had some tech problems, so uh, not, not a big deal. Uh, but uh, uh, she didn't write down too many notes for me. The one thing I learned is Bao Fei, which is useless. So it's like uh, when the computer is dead and you can't turn on anymore it's balfay it's like basically thrown into the reject pile uh the other thing uh, i learned a few other words and i meant to write them down i probably should have uh but uh, we talked a lot about computers dying um the uh and well taobao shopping basically what, what kind of stuff she, i think she was gonna buy clothing and food and here i'm talking about electronics and stuff like that she's like 
okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I told her, yeah, this stuff is not stuff I need to live. It's stuff I, I know I could use if I had it. But if I don't have it, I mean, I'm not going to die or suffer horribly if I don't have it, right? So there are, there's a certain, this is what our conversation was about, basically. Uh, Delta Ketchup, the, um, <sighs> I was talking to the guy, he's like, I'm, I'm asking him, are you doing any of the other reading at all? He's like, no, I'm just looking at former exam, previous exams. Everybody else has said, just look at previous exams and you'll have a good idea of what to, to do for this exam, which again is only like three weeks away, uh, which is good. It's it's encouraging to hear. Uh, I'm actually supposed to be doing a mock exam this weekend. So it's a, and it's a three hour exam that uh, I got to sit and do uh, on my own. So I got to make time for this uh, without any distractions, hopefully. And now, whether or not I'm able to actually do it or not is a, is a very good question. The some of the practice components that I have been taking part of, I'm actually surprised. I'm always surprised at just how much content you have to produce. It's it's a lot. Like you, ten to fifteen points doesn't seem like a lot, but what you have to do is analyze what the thing is, understand its use or application, and then uh, like why it's there, what the aims of it, and then how can the learner apply this sort of knowledge and so this sort of seemed like the meaning form use like what does it mean what form is it and uh how do you use it um so all this sort of stuff it it means that you're sitting there writing just a lot of stuff all this technical mumbo jumbo grammatical stuff uh which i can understand why you know should i read the 16 essential books or should i just read what other people have done before and maybe that'll give me a good idea of what phrases to use, what sort of terminology to use, uh, what terminology has been tested before, and how people have talked about answers in previous tests. So this is a, a big sort of, um, you know, component of learning this exam, is being able to write, uh, talk and write and analyze like these uh, these guys do, uh, or these folks over at the, uh, the Cambridge Delta office. So this is uh, something I'm going to have to spend a little bit more time on instead of playing around with my computers all the time. And I do understand that. Like, I can't let this tech stuff, although it's, you know, it's important because I got to keep stuff going. But at the same time, the Delta has a deadline. This digital stuff will still be there on December 8th once I'm done with the uh, the test, right? Granted, after December 8th or after December 7th, um, I'm looking to get back into HSK and hit that hard uh, probably through a December uh, finalize the, the the second half of that HSK five book because in January Delta module three starts and that that's going to take a, a substantial chunk of my time in the new year. So, but again, that's that hasn't been solidified just yet. One step at a time. We'll see how it goes. And Kherson Polo in Ukraine. So I'm not sure if you saw this news. Apparently, I just read this article here. I heard saw some headlines yesterday uh, that, uh, or earlier on anyway, that uh, Russia, Putin, Russia, whoever, uh, has uh, ordered the Polo from the Kherson region. The only uh, was it the regional uh, c- city, capital city that they had. Now, one of the reasons they uh, the, uh, why the Ukrainian forces were able to take it back is because they've been picking off these uh, bridges like they've been going around with these artillery shells and just blowing things up um, these supply chains supply lines and stuff like that now my question is okay so if the russian troops withdraw you know first of all the ukrainians aren't going to forget this uh, I, I mean even if they are in russian occupied areas or russian influenced areas or whatever 
No one is going to forget what this happened. If anything, this has driven a wedge further in between the peoples that live there. Like there's going to there's going to be animosity. There's bad blood. Or very good question: Is there? Is it, will they be able to heal those wounds quickly? That's 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 one question that has to be sort of uh, addressed going forward, or that we're going to see whether or not it is addressed and uh, or, or if it's going to unfold in another way. The other thing is that once, if and when Ukraine rebuilds itself, so all of its infrastructure that Russia's blown up because of its kamikaze uh, airplanes and drones sent by Iran, or uh, because of the bombs or landmines, you know, like this is another thing that they've landmined portions of Ukraine. It's now part of, it's like Cambodia in some parts where you can't, you can't, you got to watch where you step, right? This is all going to take time to, to fix. Um, it's going to incur more cost, but when those bridges are built, does that, what's going to preclude Russia from going across the border again? I, I see that there's supposed to be negotiations or something, like the United States has uh, uh, rallied for them as well, or they've leaked the document, but they haven't denied that they leaked it. So it's like that means that they've approved it, basically. Oh, politics is so funny. Um, and so it kind of leads to the question, like, going forward, how is this going to resolve itself? Ukraine, for for Russia wanting to extricate itself from the Western-led way dominance of the united states and the western system they just got it i mean they are the bridges have been burned from between it and ukraine which i'm not sure if that's exactly what they wanted um ukraine i mean for what it's worth i don't think ukraine ukraine wanted to do that but given that tanks were going over instead of commodities and like supplies and stuff like that for that country um, I think it almost seems as if they're they're better off without those bridges. Now, okay, keep in mind, those bridges are circumstantial. They are in that area for a reason. The people on one side of a, on, you know, the eastern side or the western side of a river, on the western side, it's not easier to get stuff from Europe than it is to get it from the eastern bank, which is just across, across the way, right? So, I mean, basically, the bridge, bridge is blown up. You got the East Bank and the West Bank on whatever the river it is. The people sitting on the West Bank, it's still easier for them to trade with the people on the East Bank rather than import the stuff from somewhere else. So that's why some of those bridges are, have been built. It's a matter of commerce. It's a matter of convenience for the people in that locality. So this is something that's going to have to be addressed going forward. How is Ukraine going to insulate itself from a, a further attack, from another attack, from a resurgence of attacks? Uh, and how is, like, is anyone in Russia afraid of copycat attacks or like retribution like, or, or some sort of revenge? No one's talking about that. And because I don't, I mean, I don't think Ukraine's interested in either because that would sort of insinuate, you know, a push further and, if the United States didn't want to piss off Putin with, you know, uh, directly funding or uh, supplying more stuff to uh, Ukraine, then if Ukraine were to incur on Russian territory, that would certainly probably cause a few more alarm bells to go off and maybe bombs to drop, right? So, yeah, curse and pull out, but what does it mean? This is uh, something that uh, remains to be seen, and certainly... 
I don't think this issue is settled, uh, not just yet. All right, folks, enough of that. I uh, hope you guys are doing well and you are uh, enjoying your life and liberty wherever you are. And if you're not, Jesus, I, I hope that you uh, pull through. And uh, good good question. I mean, it's, it's very tough. I mean, here in China, we are lockdowns again. We're getting tested again. So and I'm going back to the shopping festival. I go, who, who has the money for this? Because... A lot of us haven't been working. It's been sporadic. We've lost jobs. I know people have lost jobs. Uh, WTF is going on, right? I mean, if this is the change that we wanted in the world, when does it stop changing so we can all catch up with it? All right, I'll leave it there. Focus show notes and tracks up on my website, stephensersky.com. Thanks very much for listening. I appreciate it. We will do this again. Take care out there. Bye-bye.